Hey everybody, it's Kiddush Club. I'm coming to you remotely this week, and that's why you'll have to excuse the sound. I know it's not up to the usual quality, but we are on Zoom because I am in sunny Cabo San Lucas in Mexico. Ah, entonces, eh, buenos tardes, señor. <laughs> buenos tardes. How you doing? Yes, yes. Do you know I have to see your background in the video? Oh, you want to see it? Yes. Okay, I will show it to you. Here you go. Beautiful. Muy hermosa. Hermosa? I never even heard that. What's hermosa? It's beautiful. Oh, nice. You know, you you are wasting your life. You should be... What, a... should I be a dialect coach? What should I <laughs> yes. be? What should I do? <laughs> yes. I couldn't think of the right word. That's what it is. A dialect coach. Yes. Yes. That's what you should I'm be doing. Wasting, I'm wasting my talents. Yes. A hundred percent. Anyways. Yeah. So I'm here, but you know, the, doesn't matter where we are in the world. The cast must continue, and it's 100%. dedication. Yeah, I know you were trying to move for like a week off, but I wasn't having any of it. It's true. I said we're taking the week off, and you said absolutely not. But uh, do people do people understand the dedication, or they don't really understand it? I don't know if they do, but if they want to, I know they can go to buymeacoffee.com slash kiddish club and show us. Ah, interesting. Nice, uh, huh? nice one. Nice one. Yeah, and I agree wholeheartedly. If you want us to continue creating this content, we need your support. Take a minute, put us on pause, open up an internet browser, and go to buymeacoffee.com slash club. Whatever you feel comfortable with, it helps support the show and helps us keep going and creating content for you guys. Now, it's funny because, ironically, you sent me a video while I was here, I mean, now, earlier in the day, of a bunch of orcas trapped in the ice in, like, some Arctic place, and... Uh, why don't you tell me to we're gonna include it in the whatsapp obviously but tell me a little about it i know you love orcas so whenever i see the video i automatically think of you <laughs> i do in fact it's not that i love orcas i love anything that uh not that i love anything that increases my anxiety i become fixated on <laughs> and this is just yet another thing to fixate on orcas you know destroying boats in the ocean so so the orcas was stuck in the ice it, apparently they can't get out and, and not only that, rescuers are trying to break the ice to get them out of their Trap. entrapment, yeah. which I don't even understand. Like, does the ice go all the way down to the core of the earth? Like, why can't these orcas just swim under? Because they do need air at some point. So it must be that they're at a point where if they go under, they're not going to be able to surface with their blowholes to get oxygen. And they it's going to just go on too far. Or maybe it looked like there was some, you know, I think they're called calves, right? In the in the video, like baby orcas, and they probably can't go that far, you know, without taking a breather. So, but you it was really I sad. Think, I don't know if that makes sense because I think that orcas can go like twenty minutes, if not much longer, without having air. But what about babies? We don't know about babies. I don't think that they're just. Uh, so you now know, you're a marine biologist. You're not just <laughs> taking one for the team. I don't. <laughs> I don't think they're just being like, all right. I guess we're all stuck now. Well, interestingly, while you sent me that video and you said, you know, they're getting karma for all the all the havoc that they've been wreaking, and I yeah, said, no, was, never. Way, that's what I wrote to you. I wrote karma for the killer whales because yeah. they're always capsizing boats. Yes. And I said, no, it's sad. It's Nebuch. You know, I felt bad for them. But as you were sending me this, this was the crazy part. I had my wife telling me, well, why don't we go whale watching? Because where we are, there is whale watching. And uh, I actually have done it twice in my life already. And I was like, there's absolutely no reason to do it. 
all it is is another way for them to hit the tourists for another thousand bucks. You know what I mean? What? That's a pretty penny for whale watching. Exactly. And what are you doing? You're sitting on a boat, then you see a whale blow through its blowhole, and then you go, oh, congrats. But for like $20, you can buy a good pair of binoculars on Amazon and have it delivered to your hotel. Exactly. And ironically, as we were talking about it, we actually, you know, there was a guy, we were having our lunch, and uh, the guy who was bringing us our lunch, and it's all kosher, by the way, it's all uh, kosher catered, and he, he came and he says, you know, look, look at the whales. Do you see the whales? We're like, no. He points to the ocean. Sure enough, we look, and there's whales. So I snapped the picture. I sent it to you. I know you looked at it. And I was like, see, honey, we just saved a thousand bucks. There's the whale. <laughs> right. Yeah. And by the way, that's what it's about. That's Smart it. decisions. That's right? it. That's all it is. This, isn't, this is not kosher money, but it could be. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So we, I know we're pressed for time, both of us. So we need to get to, uh, there's a lot going on. I don't even know where we want to start, but I guess we have to start with the, the breaking news of um, the fact that. Hamas has actually responded to Israel's offer of a ceasefire. So they're willing to play ball, but I don't know, like, Bibi, to me, seems like he's taking a harder line than ever before. He's not letting any any terrorists out. That's, that's what I think he wants to get clear. And he's also not stopping until Hamas is finished. And he's reiterated this multiple times. Right. But the, but the truth of the matter is, it's obvious that they're not looking to play ball either, because they're... Their response includes that they want a complete ceasefire. Israel has to agree to permanently ceasefire, leave Hamas alone, rebuild Gaza, release everybody that they have, all prisoners. Like every, basically, it's them saying we're not interested in anything whatsoever because every single one of these demands is a non starter. But at some point, they're going to begin to feel the pressure, right? Uh, I think I saw somewhere that they have 24 brigades in Hamas. And 18 of them have been eliminated. Right. So Netanyahu so, was saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't have a lot of room left, right? And at some point, they're going to want to escape with their own lives and say, you know what? We lost this. Let let me just at least live. Well, don't you think they should be saying that now? Like, why are they so emboldened to make these crazy demands that obviously Israel's going to just flat out reject? Because we've never rejected them before. The problem is, is that we were mechanech Hamas, right? We we basically taught them that if you put enough pressure on and you hold enough, uh, you hold enough leverage, we're going to cave. That's what we taught them, and now we're paying the price for that. I think. Oh wow! So you, you think it's 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 a product of our own making here? That's what it seems like to me. Again, I'm no Middle East peace expert. But, but I you am sure? telling you that it's because <laughs> I thought it seems like that. It seems like that to me. Well, also, you know, we're crazy. I mean, this is already a week old, but we didn't talk about it. Was the video that was released by um, Arab TV of a bunch of special forces inside uh, a hospital, making believe they were doctors and eliminating a bunch of terrorists. That video was wild. I know, right? I mean, that's like that's like movies. You know, that's like something you see in a movie. No, they were saying that that's real life Fauda. That's what it is. Yeah, it's crazy. And they came under attack, like from uh, a lot of the, I mean, no surprise, but from the international community saying, you know, this was a war crime because you're never allowed to dress up as a doctor. You never, you know, in war, you're never allowed. And Netanyahu's response was, okay, well, what do you want me to do when they're hiding out in the hospital? How exactly do you want us to get them? They broke, they committed the war crime and we're just responding to it. 
It's also interesting because I didn't see anybody dressed up as a doctor per se. They did look like Muslims. Yes. But not like doctors to what I saw, right? right. It was people right. with beards and maybe a, a woman in a hijab. Yes. And like I didn't see anybody like that looked like a medical professional uh, wielding a rifle. Right. Well, we'll include the video. We'll let everybody you know decide for themselves. Um also, more news coming out that they started flooding the tunnels once again, and now there's actually um, some video of it, and there's some audio, and let's uh, let's see where that leads. But like you said, they got they got to keep squeezing. Absolutely, I think that that's the only way that we're going to finally get a resolution to this. Exactly. Um, also, in, in, in troubling news, there was an article that you know you know the platform Sting. It's like I'm for not games. Familiar. Yeah, so it's like a game platform. Like, you know, if you want to, if you're a PC gamer, you go, you know, Steam is like the app store for games when it comes to PCs. So appearing on Steam now is a new game and it's called Fursan Al-Aqsa, The Knights of the Al-Aqsa Mosque. And take a guess what you do in this game. I don't want to guess, but I, I imagine it has to do with eliminating IDF soldiers. That is correct. That is correct. And it's not funny. It's it's insane. I don't understand how Steam continues to allow this game to be sold. And, and you know, worse, th there was even an update on the game where it, like, praises October 7th and what went down on October 7th. Um, they have no they have limits. Did you see uh, in Jordan they opened up an October 7th restaurant? You saw yes. that? Yes. I that mean, was disgusting. Ridiculous. That was really it's, disgusting. It's like even if, even if, let's say we're totally wrong, what poor taste to open up a restaurant called October 7th. Agreed. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah but the crazy part is, is there's only one side that celebrates the killing of civilians. There is only one. And it's not the Israeli side. And anyone who can't see that, I don't know what to say. You know? Yeah. I, I think I saw today like an infographic that was saying that... Uh, what's the logo of Hamas? They have two swords. Right. What's the logo of Hezbollah? They have rifles. And what's the logo of the state of Israel? Olive branches. So if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know, then you're out of help. Yeah. But the, but the thing that bothered me about Steam even more is because, like, this is an American company. Like, how could they allow this, you know? Wow. But anyway, so in my travels, as I've been uh, going through the news, I ended up on the, guess what? The Tehran Times. Have you ever read the Tehran Times? <laughs> no. No, I thought you were going to tell I thought you were in the middle of saying the terrorist watch list. I don't know why. <laughs> no, the Tehran Times. And I mean, I got linked to it. Uh, and the reason is because I'll read you the headline. It says, uh, are Indians fighting in Gaza? And so that piqued my interest. You know what I mean? And I have to say, like, even reading this article on the Tehran Times, because it looks like, I mean, it's a regular news organization, except that it's being written through the lens of, you know, the Iranian policy. So, like, I'll give you an example. It talks about the occupied territories. So I'm assuming it's talking about the Gaza Strip and parts of the West Bank. But no, it means all of Israel. Anytime it talks about any part of Israel, it's called the occupied Palestinian territories. So, like... I had to read it three times just to understand what they were trying to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they won't refer, they won't even use the word Israel. Right. It's always the occupied territories or, you know, the occupation. That's what we are. Right. So anyway, so they're writing this whole article about how there's been a tremendous number of Indians from India who have gone to Israel to fight for Israel. And so I was very 
you know, surprised. But then I realized what they're basically they're talking about Indian Jews who've made Aliyah and who have joined the IDF. And so, you know, Iran has a long-standing, you know, not the greatest relationship with India, to put it mildly. And so, you know, they're expressing their discontent about all the Indians that are going to fight for the quote-unquote enemy. I do have to wonder if it was pre-October 7th or post, right? Did they leave after October 7th and say, like, I want part of that fight? Or were they just people making Aliyah from, from India? Well, according to this article, it says more than 200 since October 7th have moved there to join the fighting. And if that's true, and I have no reason to doubt it, that's that's quite uh, impressive. Yeah, no, it's it's it, people are moved. October 7th has done something to Jews worldwide that I don't think we've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. And uh, speaking of India, now that we're on the topic, I think... <laughs> <laughs> I can't resist. What should I do? I mean, it's in the news. This is coming from cbsnews.com. And um, I, I think I have to prelude this by saying we need to give an apology to Egypt and some of the other Arab countries. And the reason is because, uh, coming out in the news, that a pigeon suspected of spying for China was released from captivity after eight months in India. I mean, I saw this story. I think everybody saw this story because it, it, it just seems so ridiculous. It does, but it doesn't, right? Because we, we always see these stories in Egypt that the shark, Israel, you know, that's spying for Israel, the shark is spying for Israel, the vulture is spying for Israel, the, the ants are spying for Israel, the termites are spying for Israel, everything is spying for Israel. So it's not so crazy that India thinks that China is spying on them with pigeons. Right, but like I feel like one MRI of the pigeon and then let it fly away. Right, that's a good point. What, what were you know they what doing mean? with the pigeon for eight months? What exactly, exactly. was going on for eight months? That's what I want to know. We are checking under the wings for homing device, right? Because also listening devices can be put in the beak somewhere. So we need to make sure that, uh, you know, China not spying on the Indian people. <laughs> well, eight months later and the bird is now free. It was we not a sure. spy, apparently. <laughs> now we are sure. It can fly. And now, of course, once I start reading about stories from India, my feed just starts popping up other stories from India. It's just how it works. Uh, and I saw this. I mean, this is a really sad story, but it kind of has a happy ending. Uh, a man who was uh, driving with his daughter and seems he's been in, in some serious financial uh, difficulties lately. He decides he stops on a bridge and he decides that he's going to end it. And people see that he's what he's planning on doing. They call the police. The police come and they were able, they were successful in getting him to climb down after making, I'll read to you from the article, after making certain offers, including a promise of a biryani packet. That's a type of food. So they promised biryani to him and they were able to get him to come off of the bridge with the promise of biryani. Well, what is biryani? I need to know what is the food that saved this man's life? <laughs> I've actually had it. I've had kosher biryani. You could have it. You could buy a sauce. A biryani sauce that's kosher and it's sold in Whole Foods, actually, and that's where I had it from. And it's 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 got like I don't know, it's like kind of like a creamy type of uh, you know. No, curry I don't know. <laughs> like, and, and when were you going to tell me that you have like an Indian food thing? <laughs> no, I. You know what it is. We've talked about this before. You know, like you go to Whole Foods, you're in that section of all like foods from around the world. You start looking at random things. You pick it up when you see a hasher on it. You can't resist that. Right. So you, you just had a sauce, though. 
Yes. I, so I mixed it and this, uh, I mixed it with, I don't remember, with some rice, I believe. Uh, it was pretty good, actually. It was pretty good. I don't know if it's good enough to talk me down off of a bridge, but I mean, it was pretty good. <laughs> well, apparently that's all he needed. Yeah. Was some biryani. He really likes biryani. To, right. To keep, you know, to keep plugging through life. Exactly. I mean, I imagine him up on the ledge. Just like, I will end it all. Nothing you say can make me change my mind now. <laughs> and then they were like, well, how about some biryani? Oh, well, okay. Okay, biryani, okay. <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> okay, look, it's good that this had a happy ending. That's all I could say, right? Yes. It's always, you know, we, we saved and uh, we saved a life. You saved yeah. a life. It's, it's the whole saved world. Saved by biryani. Okay, uh, another crazy video that's been making the rounds... Uh, Trump was interviewed by Maria Bartiromo on Mornings with Maria, and uh, he had this to say. Mr. President, I want to get back to Iran. Uh, we lost three service members yep. uh, last week. Uh, may they rest in peace in Jordan. Uh, an enemy drone from Iranian-backed proxies launched that deadly drone strike, killed our heroes. What should be the proper response? Before you go too far, would have never happened with me. I had Iran in check. Do you know... We hit them very hard for something that they did, and they had to hit back. They feel they have to do that, and I understand that. Do you know they called me to tell me we're going to hit a certain location, but we're not going to hit it? It's going to be outside of the perimeters? Who called you? Iran called me. Iran called me, called for me. And they let us know, and we had 16 missiles went off. I believe it was 16. Uh, six or seven failed in the when, air. When was this? This was prior to the attack on a fort that we had where they hit back. Do you remember when they sent 18 missiles or 16 missiles? Five failed. They let us know, don't move. We're going to have to hit you back. Psychologically, we have to do that because we hit them on something. You remember. They, okay. They sent 16 or 18 missiles, and we knew they weren't going to hit inside the fort. And the media was going, and now I reveal it, the media was going wild because they say it's strange. They're very accurate missiles. How come they all missed? Nobody was killed, if you remember. Yes, With all I of did. those missiles, nobody was killed. Now, they had to do it because they have people and they have to show strength. So they aimed the missiles, but they said, please don't attack us. We're not going to hit you. That was respect. We had respect. When we took out Soleimani, you know, Israel was supposed to do it with us. Two days before the takeout, they said, we can't do it. We can't do it. I said, what? We can't do it. Then I had a certain general who's great. I said, so, General, do we do it ourselves? He said, we can, sir. It's up to you. I said, we'll do it. But Israel was a part of it. You know, Bibi was a big part of it. And we had everything planned, everything, because what he has done is terrible. What he did to us was terrible. Killed so many of our soldiers. Killed so many people. He's the father of the roadside bomb. You know that, right? So I love that story. I love the fact that... What? Like, I, I love the fact that Iran was was saying that we have to hit back like just for our own you know to save for our face. Own national pride yeah like but we how, have people here like we can't just get hit and not hit back but how could you say you like that i mean he just he's giving away like secrets behind the scenes including the fact that israel was involved something that nobody has known until now is that true i don't think that that's true of I course he's known he has said this before he has said that that israel was in and then the, at the last minute they bailed. No, I don't. I don't think he ever said that before. I've heard it from him before. So that part is not a big secret. What I'm and saying fact, is that the fact, until the now there was never any real confirmation that Israel had any involvement in that military operation. It was purely American. Yes, Iran said Israel was involved, but they say Israel's involved in everything. But now Trump has actually gone out and 
admitted that, yes, Israel was completely involved. Well, I feel like we have known this already, that they were involved and that they backed out at the last second. I don't know why I had that intel. I just, it wasn't a, it wasn't a surprise to me. I, I You're on the knew. inside track. I got it. <laughs> to me, there was no know. reason for Trump to, to say any of this. No reason. It doesn't help America. It doesn't help Israel. It, it was just ridiculous to me. You know who it does help? Trump. His campaign. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. That's all he cares about right now. Re-elect Trump. That's what he wants. And he's showing that uh, when he was uh, in power, Iran was much less aggressive. It's just true. Yes, this is true. I mean, we know that while he was president, the sanctions were having a major effect on Iran. And when Biden came to power, uh, he started releasing money, and we covered this on the cast, uh, reduced the sanctions, allowed them to export oil, et cetera, et cetera. Also, as we've talked about, Joe Biden reinstated all the funding to UNRWA, and we see where that went. And speaking yeah, of UNRWA, by the way- Wait, wait, before you get there, I just want to look at the broad strokes of history here, where uh, where Iran under Trump was basically useless, was basically just, you know, standing down. They didn't even have the ability to do it. You give them the money, and what do they do with it? They start planning attacks. That's all they do. And you can see it firsthand here, because we're all watching uh, uh, the fallout from having a fully flush Iranian government. I agree with you on that point 100%. Uh, I think Biden chose a policy of appeasement to Iran, just like Obama did. And uh, we see there where that has led. And uh, as I was getting to before, UNRWA, speaking of UNRWA, Norway has decided to nominate UNRWA for the Nobel Peace Prize, even though the intelligence report that uh, Israel has provided to the UN and the US and multiple countries has showed that it's not, you know, everybody says, oh, it was only 12 people that were involved in October 7th. No, the the intelligence showed that one in 10 UNRWA employees are either directly affiliated with Hamas or are actual Hamas themselves. One in 10. I, I just feel bad because it just means that the Nobel Peace Prize is garbage. Yeah, but we knew it was garbage. Right. If we, I we had won one, I would throw it away at this point. <laughs> Somehow, I don't think that's true. But <laughs> the truth is, the prize money is really all that matters. <laughs> that's true. What do you get? A million? Five million? No, I think it's like a hundred thousand. Oh, that's it? Yeah, it's not a big cash prize. I mean, look, inflation is you know has impacted it, but I think it's going to be the same number over and over. But can you Google search it? Yes. And uh, according to this, it's 11 million kronor, which is about $1 million. <laughs> In addition, the they, receive, they receive an 18 karat gold medal and diploma. Listen, we know we know this thing is fake. You remember when they gave Obama a Nobel Peace Prize before he did anything? All he did was get elected? Yeah. Remember I, that? I remember that. I mean, there have been some uh, dubious recipients. Agreed. Agreed. Um so now that we're now that we're into U.S. politics a little bit, and we're talking a little bit about U.S. politics, I wanted to just touch for a second uh, on the border deal. And the reason I want to talk about the border deal is because uh, right now, and since October seventh, funding, emergency funding for Israel, has been tied into a border deal. And every time it seems like we're getting close to a border deal, it kind of falls through. But I, I, I see both sides. Uh, just to give you an idea, right? 
But and, just to make it clear, you're talking about the United States border deal. Yes. And that's yes. tied together with funds also for Ukraine and also for Israel. Yes, exactly. And Taiwan, actually. Um, but just, just to give you an idea, you know, a lot of the Republican states are going crazy that there's a an invasion from the South. And it's hard to dispute that. You know, if you look at the numbers under Trump's final year, there were 339 uh, illegal aliens who crossed in in his final year. Last year, there was 2.7 million. The year before was 1.7 million, which is yeah, like... It's mind-boggling. It's a lot of people. And a lot of people say that the Democrats are allowing it to happen so that they could stack the voting system. Yes, that's what Republicans are saying. But regardless of whether you believe that or not, uh, we live in New York. We see its effect, right? We see all you have to do is walk down the streets of Manhattan. And, you know, Eric Adams has said that the, the city cannot keep up with the demand with the with the money that it costs. We're providing all of these illegal aliens with free healthcare, uh, free money, cell phones, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, that and bill you, is going to come due. You saw that the, the immigrants uh, beat the daylights out of some cops. Yes, right in Times Square. And the crazy part is they let them out that same day because there's bail reform in New York. And so they just let them right out, which is yeah. crazy. I mean, at some point, even New York wakes up and says, what are we doing? Right. Like, do well, we want to turn it to California? Because I don't think we do. Right. Even Kathy Hochul, Democratic, you know, very liberal Democratic governor, and Eric Adams both said certain things about how maybe we have to relook at our policy of deportation, even though New York City is a sanctuary city. But maybe, just maybe, if you if you come here and you're beating up a cop, maybe we have to deport you at that point. It's not so crazy. Maybe oh. we'll just take some bail. How about that? Yes, that would be good. I agree. Because it's funny because Elon Musk said something along these lines saying you basically have to be a convicted axe murderer to get <laughs> deported. That's what you need to do. And even then, I don't think you're going to get deported. Right. Even then, just they'll, they, they'll wait till the next election, probably. Yes. And it's funny you bring up Musk. I want to talk about his, um, his pay deal that got rejected by a judge. We'll get back to that in a second. But just in, uh, talking about the illegal aliens... Um, you know, there's a lot of different ideas that are being discussed on how to stop it. Uh, you know, Biden rolled back a lot of Trump's policies, like uh, Remain in Mexico, uh, among others, that was really stemming the illegal aliens coming in. Lauren oh, Boebert, Republican representative from Colorado, she had an idea of actually creating a moat and putting alligators in the moat. <laughs> I saw this. I didn't know it was her idea. I thought it was Trump's idea because it's so Trumpian. Well, she's very Trumpy. You know, she's part of the Trump, uh, you know. But yeah, she went medieval on that one. That was great. Yeah, but, but that's one surefire way to curb the stem of illegals. You know what I'm saying? One or two get eaten by crocodiles and that's it. <laughs> right? The rest of them are not trying. A hundred percent. Could you imagine, uh, Jose, did you see Emmanuel? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you don't hurt. Tell me you don't hurt. Oh, Jay, he tried to jump the fence, man. Jay, he got eaten. Jay, they ate him. They ate him up alive. Jay, I hope he was good. That's pretty dark. That's pretty yeah. dark. Yeah, but I imagine that maybe after that, like, is it safe at some point when the alligators are full? Or do you think it's a safe <laughs> bet to swim across the moat? Oh, boy. 
And by the way, this whole thing with the border, you know, is coming to a head because of the whole thing that's been going on between the federal government and Texas. You see that whole thing that's been going on, right? Yeah, well, well, Governor Greg Abbott says that Texas has a right and a duty to protect their own border constitutionally. Right. Yeah. Right, because so, the federal government's not doing it. And so they've been putting up razor wire, uh, etc. And then the Department of Homeland Security has been coming to take down the razor wire and they took them to court. Uh, and the Supreme Court, with two of the conservative justices joining with the liberals, voted in favor of the Department of Homeland Security and that they could take the razor wire down. So all of, while this is going on in China, the news is covering this information and saying basically that the United States is about to go into a civil war. That's literally how they're presenting it on Chinese news. I'm not sure how wrong they are, right? How far are we away from a civil war right now? I mean, come on. I, I know it feels like that sometimes. It's a little scary, but I, I'd say we're still pretty far from an actual civil war, no? Yeah, that does sound bananas. Exactly. And speaking of bananas, by the way, <laughs> oh. <laughs> now that you mentioned it, <laughs> Russia, <fault>. Russia, <laughs> Russia has banned Ecuadorian bananas because Ecuador released a whole bunch of old Russian military equipment so that it could make its way to Ukraine because Ukraine is very familiar in using Russian military equipment. Uh, in exchange for $200 million in new military gear. And Russia is so upset about it that they have now banned Ecuadorian bananas, who was like, Ecuador is the world's leading exporter of bananas. We don't accept banana from Ecuador. <laughs> if you cannot make vodka, we don't need. <laughs> They'll just stick with the potatoes. Isn't that what vodka is actually made of? I, I'm pretty sure you can make vodka out of anything. I think it's usually made out of potatoes, but I think you can make it out of any sugar. Right. Could... That's why it's always the only like drink that's that's kosher, Pesach. Yes, yes, because you can make it from right. so many like neutral things. Yeah, not great. So we're all stuck drinking uh, like potato vodka on Passover, basically. Yes, although I'm a very big fan of the kosher, kosher Pesach uh, cognac. Which is very nice. A big fan really? of cognac. Yeah, I love cognac. Well, we have some time before the Passover episodes, but I think we this should is get into it. Yeah, we need to talk about it. To keep, to keep in mind. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, I mean, I, who knew that all bananas in the world come from Ecuador and from Latin America? Yeah, I had no idea. But you're in Latin America. Right that now. is true. <laughs> that <laughs> right is true. Yes. How are you dealing with all the cilantro? Oh my gosh, on that it, continent. You know, it's so funny that you're mentioning cilantro because you know in Mexico everything has cilantro in it. Everything, every dish. Yeah, I've been. I've been. Yeah, and here's the funny part. So I like cilantro. My wife can't stand it. Now, as you know, I've talked about it on the cast. I did the uh, you know the twenty three, not twenty three and me. I did ancestry.com, the DNA test. And I do not have the gene for cilantro. Do you know what I'm talking about? What are you about? talking about? No idea. What is a gene for cilantro? So there is a gene that they can identify that if you have this marker, it means that you do not like cilantro. And any DNA test that you take will actually show if you have this marker and it will say if you like cilantro or not. And I don't have it. And my mother-in-law, who cannot stand cilantro, she did the DNA test and she has the marker. It's, I can't stand it either, by the you way. You have the marker. You have the marker. Are you sure? Yes. Does it does it taste like when you eat cilantro, it tastes like soapy, like a soap? Yes, a hundred percent. I can't you eat have it. The I marker. don't like it. You really. have the marker. Yes. So who needs twenty three and me when I have you? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you know, they were hacked recently. So anyone who did twenty three and me 
your information, every, all of your deepest targets, genetic information is now available to the hackers. Like, what could you possibly have to hide on a 23andMe? <laughs> like, do you not want people to know that you're, that you have like Ashkenazi Jew in you? Like what, <laughs> like what, Listen, what could it be? When the revolution comes, you may want to hide that. You never know. You so, never know. No, but what would be something you would hide? If no, you but had it's, it. no, but don't forget, they're getting a lot of personal information, including people's names, addresses, uh, not necessarily social security numbers, but, you know, potentially things that could be used for with identity theft. It's not not good. I and, and I mean, that reminds me, uh, I know you saw because you mentioned it to me before the cast, Christopher Ray talking about uh, Chinese hackers. It seems a little bizarre to me that Christopher Ray, who's the FBI director, he got up and he said, like, we have no hope. Against Chinese hackers, <laughs> like it's just a matter of time. Yeah, he kind of said that. Just to clue everybody in on what you're talking about, so yeah, he he testified that um, China, their hackers are not only targeting military infrastructure; they're targeting civilian infrastructure, like water treatment plants and things like that. And that's scary stuff. Yeah, and and I also saw just today that they're looking at the map of the United States, and there's trying to determine how much land how much united states land china actually owns which again yes. is mind-blowing yeah people don't realize the danger that we're that china presents to the world but then again we always come back to this nuclear submarines <laughs> right that's our last line of defense though right? yeah it is and also how do you target a chinese hacker with a nuclear submarine well, I don't think you have to target the Chinese hacker. I think you could just target China. Remember? Hiroshima, yeah, Nagasaki, ring any bells? Yeah, well, yeah Japan. Right. But, all, but, I mean, apparently China is not deterred. And they're not, like, also they're not responsible for the hackers, right? It's like saying, imagine there were American no, hackers no, uh, hacking no, no. Chinese. No, America knows that these are state-sponsored hackers. But just to make you feel a little more comfortable, I did see uh, a report. Uh, I don't know if, what it was. I forget where. But it spoke about how America is the leader in the world in hacking. So, like, just because you're hearing Christopher Ray saying the Chinese are, you know, attempting to infiltrate civilian infrastructure with their hackers, don't for a second think that America is not doing the exact same thing with our hackers. So we're fighting this cyber war, just not so publicly. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, I need to know. Like, I need these things settled. I had that. I'm settling your brain for you. Thank you, sir. And speaking of Chinese okay, hackers, I don't know if you saw this story, but there was a finance worker in Hong Kong that works for a multinational firm. He got tricked into paying out $25 million to hackers who used deepfake technology. You know what deepfake technology is? Yeah, that's when they could make a video of you speaking. Exactly. So now this guy who works for this company, he's the, I think the CFO, he went on to a Zoom with three other people from his company and he sees them and he's talking to them. It was all a deep fake. It wasn't them. And they told him to wire 25 million and he did it. And they were hackers. Oh my gosh. Is that that's, crazy? That's, that's wild because how do you even prevent that? from? Right, how do you prevent that? How do you prevent that? Like right now you're talking to me on Zoom. This might be a deep fake. You have right. no idea. It might not be you. It might not be me. Oh, that's true. Right. So I think like you, we're going to start needing like passcodes. Like I feel like if you would tell me how much you weigh, I'll know that forever. <laughs> You're not going to get that out of me. 
and then and then no one could ever deep fake me and i'll know it's you my wife my often wife says, says that, that I'm, I'm the only man that she would imagine will not ever tell anyone his weight even his own wife really so you're that protective over it which <laughs> by am. the way only makes it a better code uh, right? the, the hackers will never know They'll it's never undocumented <laughs> so this way between us i'll always know that you're not a deep fake just give me that number okay Come on. Uh, maybe maybe when we end the zoom you know what i mean i don't know mm. i don't think i need the whole world knowing <laughs> maybe, but speaking maybe put of in the which, show notes yeah <laughs> Speaking of which, we're entering, I mean, this this just shows that we're entering a crazy time, you know, technologically. Uh, you know, it reminds me of what's going on. You know, everybody's talking about the Apple Vision Pro now that it's finally come out. Yeah, with a $3,600 price tag. Yeah, for starters. Exactly. It goes upwards from there. and well, it, uh, it really goes downwards from there. Because right, that's how... That's how it kind of works. Like like a major company puts out a very expensive product and then in five years you're buying it for ninety dollars in <laughs> the corner store. Right. 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 Uh but yeah, I mean a lot of people have been doing reviews on it. I haven't purchased one. Uh thirty five hundred was just too steep. And uh but from everything that I've seen, to me, it's basically like a meta quest, just the next level. And I think it's a really cool tech. But I think it's way too soon for the $3,500 price tag for it to be like a mainstream product. And basically, just for the people who don't know what it does, so it looks uh, you know, like these very big ski goggles. You put them on your eyes, and it's called spatial computing, right? So um, you're seeing through the goggles, but in actuality, you're not seeing. They're not transparent. So you're actually seeing camera images. So there's cameras on it. So the cameras are feeding your eyes what's around you. And then you could put things and interact with the world using this virtual screen. So for example, uh, I saw a woman who was cooking with it and on top of a boiling pot, she placed a little timer and that doesn't exist in real life. It just exists in this, you know, virtual world. And she's looking around her house, but whenever she glances back at the pot, right above it is a little timer, you know, just in midair hanging above that pot, which is really so cool. I didn't know. I didn't know that it's not actually transparent because you can't tell that from the reviews. Right. So that's good intel. Um, but also this paves the way for the metaverse. Yes. I mean, but look, the metaverse has been out for a while. It hasn't caught on. And I think one of the reasons, and I think this is one of the big problems with the Apple Vision Pro, is that it's a huge bulky item that's heavy. It The battery only lasts, I think, roughly two hours. And if you have this thing, this heavy block, this brick that's on your eyes, you know it's there and you feel it. Compare that with some of the other companies that are, that have released uh, much more, I think, versatile products. Like, for example, there's a company called Xreal. And Xreal has these glasses. They look exact. I think maybe we've spoken about it. They look exactly like regular glasses. And you put them on and they do very many of the same things that the Apple Vision Pro does. It shows a huge screen right in front of your eyes. They're actually transparent. So you they don't use cameras. Now, of course, you can't control it with your fingers the way you could with Apple Vision Pro, but you can see a virtual computer screen and do work uh, using a massive screen, a virtual screen. Uh, you could watch videos with it. Uh, you could you could even wear it and go outside and you will so look like a complete weirdo like you do with the uh, Apple Vision Pro. People are wearing them outside and they do look absurd. 
Yeah. Uh, but I think one would be considered augmented reality and the other be actually virtual reality. Vision right, so Pro is going to be actual virtual reality. No, whereas... it's augmented, augmented, augmented because it's exactly for the reasons we said before, which is the Apple Vision Pro wants you to interact with the world while seeing virtual things, whereas virtual reality, what the MetaQuest has been, is where once you put these goggles on, you're in that world and you're not really, you're disconnected from the actual world. Right, which is a capability that the uh, Apple Vision... Pro uh, vision pros have. I don't know yeah. if you're getting my drift. I can't wait to be transported to another reality. <laughs> so you, I've had enough of this one. I'm so ready you need, for the next one. You don't want augmented. You want full virtual I, reality. Full, full virtual reality. Get me out of here. I hear you. I hear you. So the Visions Pros are obviously $3,600. But you know what's even more expensive? Tell me. A, a ticket to the Super Bowl. Oh, yes. It's crazy. I saw that the cheapest ticket for the Super Bowl right now is $8,300. That is Ecuadorian bananas to me. <laughs> it's crazy, though. It's right? crazy. Especially considering buy... that the Super Bowl is fixed and we all know it. Well, I don't know about that. I'm not even touching that with a 10-foot pole. But I am telling you that you could either go to the Super Bowl or buy two Apple Vision Pros <laughs> two and a half. For, you and a, for you and a friend, plus some spending money in the metaverse. <laughs> A hundred percent. So it's your choice. Well, you know that this this whole thing with Taylor Swift, and I, I actually can't talk that much about it. We both don't know much about sports, but I will say this. I was having this conversation with a relative who is really, really big on sports, and I thought he was going to laugh, laugh at me when I said that the NFL is fixed. And then he turns around and he's like, yeah, I think you're right. Blown away. And so what they said was, so Taylor Swift is dating the main quarterback from the team, I think it's the Chiefs, right, that made it to the Super Bowl. And they said that ever since she started dating him, the NFL as an organization has made an extra $300 million. So, I saw that. So by the Chiefs making it to the Super Bowl, it's translating into billions of dollars for the NFL. Of course, they're going to make sure that happens. So like I said it tongue in cheek, I didn't think it was true, but then he actually said, I think you're right. And he explained it to me. He said that it's a known fact that in the NFL, they actually tell the refs, they'll say before a game, they'll say, listen, uh, you guys had a lot of holding calls last game. We need to have less holding calls. And the NFL claims that they're doing this to make the games more competitive. But in reality, how hard would it be for them before a Chiefs game to tell the refs, listen, guys, you know, you've been very hard on the Chiefs. We need you to give them, cut them a little slack here. You know, your job may depend on it. And then right. suddenly the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl. Okay, so if this does uh, come out as actual truth and there's proof of this, there will be an absolute upheaval. Uh, it will, will be there, the though? biggest scandal ever because so much money changes hands when it comes to sports. And if it's not legitimate, like you don't know anybody that bets on WWE, right? No, the right. Wrestling entertainment, that's all right. fake. It's all fake, yeah. For me, when I found out that wrestling was fake, it was like uh, like a kid finding out there's no Santa. Right. You know what I mean? It, like, <laughs> it's it's my lost. whole world was just <laughs> turned upside down. But beyond beyond that, nobody bets on it, right? Yeah. Because it's fake. And if it would come out that the NFL isn't real, what does that what does that do? Yeah, that could lead to a civil war. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's no what I was joke. Gonna, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because, again, so many people, so much money changes hands that, you know, you're going to get a lot of upset parties. 
Agreed. So our last story of the day is coming out of a Pizza Hut location in Northern Ontario. Uh, and they went viral, uh, not because of their pizza, but because of a sign that they put in their window. Uh, so the sign said that the dining room will be closed due to unforeseen circumcisions. <laughs> I think I saw this picture. I did. <laughs> you never can tell when you're going to have a bris. <laughs> Uh, and some of the responses are just amazing. Like one guy who, who just writes, the perfect typo doesn't exist, <laughs> and then just puts it there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and before we go, we do have to wish a refuish uh, lema to King Charles. Yeah, that's We don't serious. know. Yeah, we don't know what's going on, but we know it's a form of cancer, and they're being very hush-hush about it. And you have to wonder, like, what it is. Like, either say what it is or just don't come out with it. Like, why yeah. in the middle? Right. Well, they did say it wasn't prostate. And, you know, prostate is one of the best cancers. It's very slow moving. People could live a very long time with it. Um, but this must be more aggressive. So, of course, we wish him a refuah lema. He's a friend to Israel, a great yes. king so far, as far as <laughs> yes. I can see. Right. right. In your and, limited knowledge, yes. Right. In my limited experience, he's uh, one of the best kings. So... We definitely want them to get better. Agreed. And we thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to join the WhatsApp group. You can do that uh, either from the show notes or visit us at kiddishclubpodcast.com. Follow us on X. Follow us on Instagram. And don't forget to support the cast by visiting buymeacoffee.com slash kiddishclub. Uh, show your support for the cast. And until next time, Kiddish Club out. This episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.